Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry, taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. Yesterday in our study of Hebrews chapter 10, we had just finished with the study and was getting ready to begin the invitation. So please listen as we pick up at that point today. After the destruction of the temple in A.D. 70 by the Roman general Titus, there has been no more bloody sacrifice offered in Jerusalem. Until then, a year-long cycle of sacrifices carried within itself the proof of their ineffectiveness. The repetition year after year is a remembrance of sin not of their righteousness. Look again at verse 14, 17, and 18. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. The more we are sure of the once of Christ's offering, the more we can be sure of the forever of its effectiveness. Now, there are many who have struggled with the certainty of their salvation for years. Victory and rest come when we grip the fact Jesus Christ finished the work of salvation once for all. He'll do no more, and we can do nothing. God will never need to provide another sacrifice. The word remission commonly means forgiveness. But it has a greater sense of removal. When Christ died on the cross for our sins, he removed them. And he buried them in the depths of the sea. As Micah 7, 19 says, he will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. The Levitical atonement covered sin. The Christ sacrifice removed our sins forever. Because they are gone, there is no longer a need to deal with it by a continual sacrifice. The date was June 21st. 1969. The place was Central Baptist Church of Ocala, Florida. It's 8 o'clock p.m. A Saturday. The person performing the ceremony is Dr. Jesse D. Bloom. 125 to 175 people are present. All license and materials have been properly obtained. The bride 
is Janice Ledford. I am the groom. The event actually took place with witnesses. The license was sent to the proper authority and duly registered in the state of Florida. In addition, there are pictorial records along with the many witnesses, some who are still alive to this day. The first time my wife applied for a job after our marriage, she wrote her maiden name. I had a bigger problem than just miswriting a last name. You know what my problem was? I didn't feel married. Now, I didn't know what I was supposed to feel, but to be quite honest with you, I didn't feel married. I mean, I work with married men, and I certainly didn't feel like them. I mean, I wasn't washed up like they were. I, I didn't know what I thought I was supposed to feel, but I just didn't feel married. However, I didn't go back to the preacher to say, you know, I don't feel like I'm married. Can you give me assurance? <laughs> However, the first time I went on a Monday night to play football, as we had always done during football season in the past, I found out I was married, and then I felt quite married. Well, the point is, I was married that day on June 21st in 1969. He gave his word to me in John 6:37. Him that come to me I will in no wise cast out. I came to him. I gave myself to him. It's recorded in heaven. And I know by this book, the Bible, I'm saved. And just like going out to play football that first time, as I'd always done before I was married. Oh, listen, when I sin just like before I was saved, now when I sin, chastening comes. And it reminds me, I'm saved. Jesus Christ was the true offering for my sin. Now, the way of those who choose to live in sin, although they know better, will find that if they're truly saved, the way of the transgressor is hard. Not only is there judgment waiting ahead at the judgment seat of Christ in which they will lose reward, but they face a lifetime of trouble and heartache in the meantime. See, sin always brings trouble, be it immediate or eventual. And that brings me to the question, are you saved? Have you entered that marital relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? You see, you're not prepared to live until you're prepared to die, and you're not prepared to die until you're prepared to meet God, and you are not prepared to meet God until you meet and receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Death, my friend, is the king of terrors, as Job 18 verse 14 states. It is a dreadful thing to face the king of terrors without the king of kings 
And my friend, I would like to invite you to come to Jesus Christ as your Savior. You cannot take away your sin. You cannot save yourself. You cannot keep your salvation. You must commit all to Him. Just like in that marriage ceremony, to thee only. And you give yourself to Him only, so long as you both shall live. And if you give yourself to Him, you'll live forever. What must you do? Admit your need. I'm a sinner, and I cannot save myself. There is none righteous. No, not one. The idea is there's, we're not only not righteous, I cannot make myself righteous. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And again, the idea is there so we continually sin and come short of the glory of God. And the glory of God is Jesus Christ. We are compared to him. I must be willing to repent. Acts 17.30, it says that God commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Because he's appointed a day in which he will judge the world. Repent has a twofold meaning. It means to change the mind. It also means to turn. We're turning from sin. We're turning to Jesus Christ. But realizing I'm a sinner... I'm turning to him to take away my sin. And if I say, look, I want eternal life, but hey, I don't want him taking my sin away, then you're not saved. Will you turn to him for your salvation? Believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for every sin you ever have or ever will commit, as First Peter chapter 2, verse 24 states it, he bore our sins in his own body on the tree. And believing he did that for you, that he was buried, and three days later he rose up physically, bodily from the grave. As Romans 10, 9 says, that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confessions made to salvation. Please understand. It's what the heart man believes unto righteousness. Not just what the heart man believes, because the devils believe. But we believe unto righteousness. We are willing for him to cleanse us of our sins, to come into our life, and to he and he alone to be our God and Savior. He's not one of our gods. He's just not one of our things. He is our only God and Savior. And if you're willing to forsake all other things for him through prayer, Invite Jesus Christ to your life as your Lord and Savior. Now you say, what do you mean, Pastor? Forsake all others. You want me to leave my wife, leave my husband? You want me to quit my job? Oh, no. No, no, no. This is turning from, depending on your good works. This is turning from, depending on yourself. See, I'm turning from, depending on a Christian home that you grew up in or religion. It's turning to Christ saying, I'm a sinner, and please cleanse me of my sin and save me. As the man said before God, the publican, be merciful to me, a sinner. Will you pray right now? I want to form a prayer, and the prayer that I form will only be words if you don't mean it. But if you mean this, then pray this prayer right now, right where you are, calling upon the Lord for salvation. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross 
shedding his precious blood for me. I believe three days later he rose up from the dead. I right now invite Jesus Christ into my heart and my life as my Lord, as my God, as my Savior. Save me right now. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend, if you just prayed that prayer and you meant it, would you write us and let us know? And then look in your yellow pages. Find a good fundamental independent Baptist church and let them know that you've asked the Lord to save you and what are your next steps. Write us, and I would like to be able to send you my booklet titled Building Blocks. It's a book that instructs you on how to grow in this new Christian life. And I want you to have that absolutely free. And I trust that you will write us. Make sure that you listen now to our announcer in just a moment. He gives you our physical address and our website. Because through our website, you can listen to many sermons as well as to email me. And I'd love to hear from you. Well, I see that my time is up. And I want to thank you for listening today to the Lamp and Light broadcast. Please ask your friends to listen because that's how the Lamp and Light grows. And my friend, please allow the Lamp of God's Word to be the light that you follow today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the Sermon Library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org centralbaptistocala.org This is your announcer Gary Neron saying May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus Stand so the hills may tumble It will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble I will plant my feet on its firm foundation For the Bible stands I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for